whether that's physical, whether that's emotional, mental. Lord, I just thank you that you never designed us to walk broken in any regard in this life. So right now, we lift our hands unto you, and we just pour out praise to you, Lord. We thank you that healing is the children's bread. We thank you that we are healed by the stripes of Jesus. We thank you that your mercy heals. We thank you that your compassion heals. We have an expectation to receive all the things that Jesus died. He died to bring them to us. So, Lord, we just thank you that you are so kind. You are so good. So merciful. Let us rest in your compassion, Lord, and get rid of the striving or the things where we think we have to measure up or the things where we think we have to do so-and-so. And let us just rest in you, Lord. Because when your love comes in, it just washes everything clean. We just thank you, Lord. We praise you. We bless you. We honor you. Thank you for our healing. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Well, beloved, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice. We will rejoice. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We will be glad in you. We will be glad in you. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Well, beloved, you know, we've been walking through a season of psalms. Thank you. We've been walking through, thank you. Thanks to a worship team who listens to the Holy Spirit. Thank you for a worship team that listens to the Holy Spirit. We've been walking through a season of psalms, and we started Psalm 18 last week, and I really didn't think I was going to go back to Psalm 18, but I received other instructions from the Lord. And the Lord told me this week, he said, kept bringing that verse to my heart, men will faint for fear. Men will faint for fear apprehensible what's coming in the world. And don't you know you're not, if you're a believer, if you've given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, you are no longer part of the world. You live in a new kingdom. You've been given eyes to see. You've been, been given ears to hear. His voice, his vision, his expectation. And that's just where we need to stay. All the time. Really does not matter what's going on around you. So he directed me when he was speaking that verse to my heart. Luke 21. We're going to start in verse 9. When you hear of wars and revolutions, do not be frightened. These things must happen first but the end will not come right away. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation. Okay, what is nation? 
Because then he goes on and he says, kingdom against kingdom. Why in the Greek or the Aramaic are two different words used there? Because he means two different things. So when you have nation against nation, that's the people. That's the unregenerated world. That's, that's one realm. But then he says, kingdom against kingdom. That is the rule of Christ, which has already defeated the kingdom of darkness, the demonic kingdom. There is a demonic kingdom, but fear not, beloved. You are covered in the blood. There will be earthquakes, famines, pestilences in various places and fearful events, and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will lay hands on you and persecute you. Do not be shocked, beloved, when persecution comes. You don't need to be shocked, and you know what? You don't need to be in fear. Because you already stand in the seat of victory, or sit in the seat of victory because of Jesus your Lord. But before all this, they will lay hands on you and persecute you. They will deliver you to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors, and all on account of my name. And I want to ask you this question. What is more worthy than the name of Jesus? None. This will result Get this, this is such a blessing. This will result in your being witnesses to them. When someone comes to persecute you, you remain, you remain steadfast in Jesus. And you will be a witness. That's what we want to be. We want to be a light, we want to be a witness, we want to come with the expectation of the Lord. But the key to that is you have to know the word. You must. You must know the word. What is the word? Who is the word? King Jesus is the word. They're the same. He is the living word. Alive, active, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing between the carnal and the spirit the joints and the marrow, judging the intents and the thoughts of the heart. That's pretty precise. So the key is, you know your king. You know your Lord. You know your Savior. And this is how you know him. He tells you all about himself in this book. He tells you all about his kingdom. He tells you all about what he has done for you. He tells you all about your position in him. He tells you where, you're stand, where you stand in his loving arms. But make up your mind. Make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourself. Because we have the defender. We have the defender. I said, we have the defender. 
We've learned so much about that by studying David and the Psalms and his attitude and, and his approach. For I will give you words and wisdom, and none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed, even by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. All men will hate you because of me, but not a hair on your head will perish. Isn't that a strange dichotomy that he says those two things together? <laughs> but beloved, you see, you have an eternal hope. You will never perish. When you stand in Jesus, you have a hope beyond hope. Hallelujah. By standing firm, you will gain life. Life in Christ. When you see Jerusalem, now these are practical things, beloved. These are Real world, world, world events. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those in the city get out and let those in the country not enter the city. For this is the time of punishment in fulfillment of all that has been written. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people. They will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars on the earth. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. Here's, here's, here's the verse that the Lord started me out with, and believe it or not, it's, it's going to all relate to the Psalms. Only he can do that, by the way. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Okay, I want to read this in several other translations just so you can get an understanding of what he's talking about. King James, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things. There's your problem. That's your problem right there. Nobody here at RCC, of course. We don't look after the things of the world, right? Good. <laughs> looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Young's literal. Men fainting at heart from fear. See, God's perfect love casts out all fear, doesn't it? Okay, we have that promise. His perfect love for you. He has perfect love for you. And if you can just recognize just an iota even of that love, it will drive out every fear that you ever had. When you are in the presence of the Lord, the circumstance doesn't matter. 
it, it, it doesn't even matter. It's like non-existent. You know, I'm speaking from experience when I say those things to you. But the love that just washes over you. the peace when you are standing in the presence of the Lord the peace and the joy unbelievable they, 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 it's, it's like you're, you're just totally enwrapped in it nothing can even get to you you couldn't even have a thought of negativity you couldn't even have a thought of fear you couldn't even have an anxious thought. And beloved, we can walk like that here. We can walk like that here. Because everything, the, this is a big statement, everything that he has designed in heaven, he has for you to possess here. Do you get that? Christ is no different whether in heaven or here. God is no different whether, you know what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit is no different. He doesn't change. It's all the same. It's what are you going to see? What are you going to expect? Where are you going to allow your heart to travel? What are you going to allow your heart to possess? Did I read Young? Maybe I read part of it. Men fainting at heart from fear and expectation of the things coming on the world. See, where is your expectation going to be? Is it going to be on the things coming in the world, or is it going to be on the promise of our Lord Jesus Christ? The hope. Our hope. Father hand. Men fainting from fear an expectation of things overtaking the inhabited world. We, we are, that's not where our expectation is. We can get caught up, but you see, we have to get, when that happens, you have to stand back, and you have to say, who is Jesus in my life? What has he done for me? And you get your expectation back in line with the word. You want a practical example? In your home, are you talking the gas pump or are you talking God's provision? I'm serious. What are you talking about? Right? What are you talking? Where are you setting your heart? Where are you setting your mind? Are you talking destruction? Are you talking lack? Or are you talking the hope of all mankind? Are you talking the truth of the word? Stop being lazy. This is not a time to be lazy. At that time, you know, because everything, your expectation, there's no in-between, your expectation is life or death. In every situation, your expectation brings life or death. 
period. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud and power with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing nigh. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the ultimate plan. I get to be out of here before the great tribulation. I get to go. <laughs> Whoa, you guys should be running laps around this church right now. <laughs> I would, but I have to, I have a job. <laughs> it's not a job. It is the greatest pleasure of my life. Hallelujah. <laughs> you see, we have a promise. We have an escape. We have victory in store. It's already be been won. We have absolutely no reason to fear anything, anyone, any condition, anything. God is our faithful protector, our provider, our deliverer. I'm so happy to see you, church. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. Hallelujah. God's got a mission from you, and you've got to be here to fulfill that mission. As well as all of you youth. You need to be here to fulfill the mission. Okay, so we're going to go back to Psalm 18. Because Psalm 18 is a really good example of what the Lord continually does, continually, for those who stand resolute in him, not moved, obedient to the word, repentance when they need to be repentant, not turning in their hearts from the Lord. Not turning to the right or to the left. I am keeping my eyes on Jesus the author and finisher of my faith. I hear his spirit. His spirit testifies with my spirit, and I am not going anywhere else. I'm going to stay there, not being moved. I don't care about what temptations come, what fears might try to persecute me, what persecutions might come, what trials. They're nothing to me, nothing. I will not be moved. We will remain steadfast, praising. That's why we're talking so much about praise. Praise ushers in the presence of God in your life. Just stay in praise. Get out of need. Need breeds insufficiency. Yes, should you request your, your um, needs or your make your petitions unto the Lord? Yes, of course you should. But it says with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Thank you, whoever said that just now. So I'm going to remain in the praise and the joy of the Lord. Well, man, the, the Lord just downloaded this whole thing to me this year, this week, about what the joy of the Lord really is. That would be like a whole other couple hours, so I'm just going to stay the course today. Because <laughs> if I get off on that, you guys might not leave today. I might have to order in pizza. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Psalm 18. We're going to Psalm 18. He brought me out into a, oh, I'm going to start in verse 19 because we left off there last week, around about there. He brought me out into a spacious place. Just think of that, beloved. He has a spacious place for you. What do you envision in your heart as your spacious place? All desires met. No, nothing lacking, nothing missing, nothing broken. Beauty beyond beauty. Just think about that. That's what he has for you. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Remember we read Psalm 16.3. It says you are his delight. The believers. The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness. Don't, do not get anxious over these verses. Because you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Okay? Okay, and I'm just going to say ahead of time, remember, David was not perfect. Yet he called himself blameless and righteous and pure. Thank you that we have a God who looks on our hearts. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He has rewarded me. Through the blood, you are seen clean. You are washed clean. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not done evil by turning from my God. All his laws are before me. I have not turned away from his decrees. That's the word. I have been blameless before him. This is David talking. This is David. Think about all the wrong things David did. I have been blameless before him and have kept myself from sin. The Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. I am so thankful for those three words. <laughs> because I don't want you judging me. <laughs> and you probably don't want me judging you. <laughs> you see, that's not our place. I am so thankful for the Lord's sight, his eyes. You know, we've been studying how he delights in us. You can go back, you can reread all those scriptures and all that. But thank goodness, when we become a born-again believer, we, he sees us through the blood. He sees us just like Jesus. You know, Jesus is the only perfect one. But the Lord sees us perfected through Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So does that mean we don't repent for our sins? No, of course not. That doesn't mean we, re we don't repent. Because, you see, repent, our, our sin brings pain. God never separates from you. But when we sin, we draw back from him. Okay? And when we repent, and when we, when we turn that thing around, and when we lay it at the cross without reservation... We, we step back into that perfected relationship, right? His perfect will. I shouldn't say perfected relationship. That would um, seem like you wouldn't have a perfected relationship, but the relationship, uh, never mind, I won't explain all that. But what I'm saying is you step back into the perfect will of God. 
Okay. So the song goes on in verse 21 and 22, and it tells us what God considers to be evil. I have not done evil by turning from God. See that? Goes on, I have not turned away from his decrees. In other words, I'm going to make mistakes. I might make mistakes, but I will not forsake the word of God. Who's the word? Jesus. The living word. I will not turn away from him in my heart. I'm going to do things through life that disappoint him. And to the best of my ability, I'm going to come back and I'm going to repent. And he's going to immediately forgive me. Doesn't even remember it. Doesn't even remember it. You have to remind him once you've put it under the blood. So don't remind him, okay? Because really you're just reminding yourself. And once you've repented it, you don't need to do that. You don't need to constantly hit yourself over the head. Okay? But anyway, I will not turn away from God in my heart. I mean, I might make mistakes, but I'm not going to turn away from you, Lord. You know, David, God said about David that he had a heart after him. See that? Even though David made terrible mistakes, God still said he had a heart after his very own heart. That's a pretty big statement. So, David calls himself righteous and blameless, and he says God has rewarded him according to the cleanness of his hands. In God's sight. I am so thankful for in God's sight that I am not ultimately judged by anything else except God's eyes, his heart. You see, when Jesus came, he took the shame, he took the blame that we should have incurred. You see that? And he washed us clean and set us free, free from the clutches and the condemnation of this world. The world condemned, Jesus came to save and set free in him. So back to Psalm 18, 25. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, okay, think of yourself as, as I read out each of these adjectives. You, you, you guys know what an adjective is? We'll have a grammar lesson. An adjective is anything that describes a noun, okay? So, if it says, you are faithful, that's an adjective. So when you hear those words, say, that's me. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the crooked, you show yourself shrewd. You save the humble, but bring low those whose eyes are haughty. You, O oh Lord, keep my lamp burning. That is a relief. That feels really good. You keep my lamp burning. Wow. He is just constantly pouring into you, pouring into you, pouring into you. That's why it's so important to recognize the Holy Spirit in your life. Because that's oil from on high. You, O oh Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against the truth. With my God, I can scale a wall. What is the wall that 
that the devil is trying to put in front of you. Slow it down. Just, just slow it down with the word. It's really simple. We make it so much bigger in our minds than it is. There's nothing that the breath of God, no evil that the breath of God cannot destroy and replace with his life. I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. And later on in this psalm, he says he, prefer, he perfects your way. The word of the Lord is flawless. You see, we just want to walk around wrapped up in the flawless word of God. It's like a blanket, shield. Beloved, become relentless. Relentless in your pursuit of the word carried out in your life. Relentless. Don't compromise anywhere. Not even the smallest amount. It is your anchor in these end times. It will be your peace. It is the victor's crown when you apply it. The key is to have a heart continually returning to the Lord. To stay in his presence. You know, it's so easy to hear from the Lord. It is so, so easy. You just, you just talk to him. You, you, you just walk around. You just commit your way to the Lord. Whatever you're doing, Lord, I want your will, not mine. And then you just walk around like all day, like all day. You just go, hey, Lord, what, what do you want me to do in this situation? And when he puts something in your heart, don't question it. Just say, okay, just like a child, you just receive that. You just receive that and you go, okay. You know, he'll confirm it to you. That's how he gives me every single message. And you go, okay, Lord, what is it that you want to speak this week? And he'll just quicken one spirit, one, one, one scripture. And I'll go, okay, well, we're one with that. And then he just, like, puts everything all together. Well, he does that in our lives. So you just talk to him and... He'll speak to your spirit. Anyway, the key is to know the word, to stay submitted to the word. James 4, 7, 8, and 10. Submit yourselves then to God. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. How do you resist the devil? The devil only hears the word. You're, you're, you're mumbling you're grumbling, you're complaining. It's just idle, wasted words. They serve no purpose whatsoever. Why did so-and-so do this? Why didn't I get that? You know, why do I always have to work so hard? Why, did, why, why is someone out there in the world making a lot more money than I am? 
that, that's really all just hogwash. If you have something in your life and you don't like the way it looks, then you need to apply the word. You need to find a specific word that applies to that situation and believe it and speak it and adhere to it. And sometimes he's going to correct you. He corrects me. The word says you only discipline the ones you love. Okay? Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God. See? Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Do not be double-minded. Do not straddle both sides of the fence. Go with God or don't. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so Psalm 19, it spells out for us exactly what happens when we follow the word of God. And I want all of this. Verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect. Not your way. Your way is not perfect. Only your way washed by the word is perfect. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. How many of you need soul revival? Yeah, well, there's really not a single person in here who doesn't, because there's somewhere in your soul where something may not be exactly lined up with the word. Reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. Thank you, Lord, for your wisdom. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. Thank you, Lord, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm going to give you just one little clue about what that is. Do you know who the joy of the Lord is? Jesus. Jesus is his joy. And you through Jesus are his joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. King Jesus. I'll show you that in scripture sometime. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. Thank you for your light, Lord. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinance of the Lord are sure, sure. They are a sure foundation. Isaiah 33, go read that. The ordinance of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the comb. By them your servant is warned. They'll tell you about things to come. Drive this way, don't drive that way. Go here, don't go there that day. Do this, don't do that today. They'll tell you to protect you. By them is your servant warned, in keeping them there is great reward. So let's look at our reward. Let's know what our reward is. Let's know what our covering is. Let's know what our provision is. When we remain steadfast in the faith, no matter what's going on in the world around us, no matter what fear may be trying to torment, no matter what persecution may come or what injustice may be knocking at the door, this is our place in the Lord. Because remember, 
torment is not true. The Lord speaks always in ways of peace. All we have to do is have faith in God and keep ourselves in a place of rest in Him. Just rest in Him. You can rest in Him. You can fall back into those loving arms and just rest and breathe. Just breathe. His love, His presence, His peace, His joy, His wisdom. You can just lay there and just breathe it in. Abiding in Him. So we are, anoint- we are the anointed of God. You are, as a believer in Christ, you are the anointed of God in Christ. And God's anointing never fails. Never fails. Psalm 18, back to Psalm 18, verse 30. He is a shield for all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord, and who is the rock except our God? There is no other rock. It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He arms you with strength and makes your way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. Have confidence, beloved, that you are equipped and you are made ready and you are strong in the Lord. Say this, I am strong in the Lord and the power of his mighty word. The scripture actually says the word of his power. Say that, I am strong in the Lord and the word of his power. Now put Jesus in there. I am strong in the Lord and in Jesus, his power. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Wow, you guys are strong. You already look better. Back to verse 35. You give me your shield of victory. Psalm 512 says, He is a shield round surrounding you. Surrounding you. You give me your shield of victory, and your right hand sustains me. You stoop down to make me great. Remember last week when we learned He draws us out of water? deep waters that are too deep for us. You stoop down to make me great. Go back and reread just the fury in that section of Psalm 18, the fury with which he comes to save you and help you and rescue you. It is so beautiful. You stoop down to make me great. You broaden the path before me so that my ankles do not turn. You do not have to go through life stumbling, making errors and things that aren't the will of God. He says he broadens the path so you're not going to stumble. I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. 
He desires, he has for you that your enemies, which are not people, they are demonic spirits motivating people, that they are destroyed. Not that they just keep coming back. Here we go, around the old mountain, the same old mountain again. Destruction. not even a hateful person or anything like that. <laughs> but if he says it, it's okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't wish any ill on anybody, but I'm not going to tolerate any demonic spirits. I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. I crushed them so that they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. Hallelujah. The powers of darkness must fall beneath your feet in Jesus. They have no choice. You, Lord, armed me with strength for battle. You made my adversaries bow at my feet. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight. Remember how we talked? When, when, when you just stay in the presence of the Lord and praise him, that that's a mantle, that the mantle of God, and you go into a room and the demons have to flee. He goes before you to the left, to the right, to the rear above and, and, and beneath. Like, like you're at a... Mm, didn't you remember that show, The Jetsons? You know, and they were like in this time, in this like machine, and it was just like, a, and there'd be a bubble around them. That's you. That's you walking in the presence of God, shielded on all sides, just like moving out. And the, de the demons are like, <laughs> I'm not even going to try. I don't even want to be here. I am leaving before she gets in the room. That's you. That is you. Hallelujah. All right. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight, and I destroyed my foes. Okay, I've already talked to you about what your enemies are. They're not people. Do not see a person as your enemy. Remember what we learned about Saul, about Saul and David last week. David did not classify Saul as an enemy. Okay? They can be things like strongholds in our lives. You know, oppression, depression, rebellion, rebellion, rebellion against the word. That's something to watch out for. Fear, anxiety, self-reliance. We are not here for self-reliance. We are here for dependence on the mighty one. Poor self-image, low self-esteem, persecutions of any kind. Those are the enemies. Fear. So much fear going on in the world today, and it's so sad because it's totally pointless and meaningless, and it's not going to do any good whatsoever at all. You cannot partake in fear. It's demonic. Fear is demonic. Can you say that? Fear is demonic. I take no part. That's right. It has no place. Fear has no place in the realm of God. You don't have to be insecure about one little thing in life. When you're hidden in Christ, you have absolutely nothing 
to fear. Psalm 33 tells us that. Verse 18. But the Lord watches over those who fear him. Now, fear there is a different word. Fear there is the pen to, who hide themselves in him, who you know, honor him. But the Lord watches over those who fear him, those who rely, there's a good word, rely on his unfailing love. Love, 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 love. Can't preach it enough. God's love for you can't preach it enough. It is the victory to everything. The Aramaic, okay, the Aramaic here says, for those who expect his kindness. Remember we were talking about expectation in the other verse? Okay, so are you going to expect the answers of the world? Are you going to expect the kindness of God? The love of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God. I'm going to expect the goodness of God. He rescues them from death. He keeps them alive in times of famine. These are concrete promises. We put our hope in the Lord. The Aramaic there says, Our soul has expected Lord Jehovah. Man, Lord Jehovah on the scene, you ain't got no problems. Right? Lord Jehovah on my scene, in my territory, on my turf, in my heart, his presence. Hallelujah. I ain't got no problems. I'm only seeing good. Hallelujah. He is our hope and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, 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 for we trust in his holy name. That's a good song right there. Somebody write it. We trust in his holy name. That should be some old-time gospel. I'm sure there's something. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. So what are you expecting? What are you expecting? That is not a rhetorical question. That is a real question, and I want you to answer it. You don't have to tell me. In your heart, right now, I want you to answer that question. Why do we do that? Because it brings solidity. What are you expecting? And if what you've been expecting has not been the perfectness of God, change it. Right now, this moment, this day. Right here. We have to renew our hearts to what God expects. Believers in Christ, we're going to be out of here by the time of tribulation, so just expect the best until then. <laughs> just stay steadfast in your faith and don't be moved. Psalm 62.1, truly, my soul finds rest in God. Hallelujah. My salvation 
comes from him. And that doesn't mean just salvation, going to heaven. That is your savior in every area of life. Truly, he is my rock. And my salvation, he is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Though the world shake, you will not be shaken. Psalm 1843, you, that means the Lord, have delivered me from the attacks of the people. You have made me the head of nations. People I did not know are subject to me. As soon as they hear me, they obey me. You carry an authority from Christ when you walk into a situation. Never be ashamed of that. Just remember to give him all the honor and the glory and the praise for that. He puts you here for such a time as this, and he expects you to walk in the authority that he has provided for you. So quit feeling less than, not good enough, too weak, whatever. As soon as they hear me, they obey me. Foreigners cringe before me. They all lose heart. They come trembling from their strongholds. God will subject every form of darkness. Darkness trembles at the hand of God. Trembles. And what are you in Christ? What are you? You are the hand of God. That's mighty. That's big. That's who you are in Christ. They all lose heart. They come trembling from their strongholds. So any force, any force in our life that is anti-God's word has to fall. Has to fall. It trembles at the hand of God in any believer who is walking in that anointing that's been given to them. The Lord lives. Praise be to my rock. Exalted be God my Savior. He is the God who avenges me, who subdues nations under me. Okay, I know. Y'all are probably like, it's hot in here. It's really, really hot in here. And this is really going on long, but I'm sorry. Not really. (laughs) You know, like this is only a small portion of your whole week. I am going to read almost the entirety of Psalm 37 because Psalm 37 is so important because it makes very clear what he does for you. He makes your righteousness shine like the noonday sun. Do you want to walk in that? Okay, then you need to know about it. Do not fret. Psalm 37 verse 1. Do not fret because of me. I'll try to go really, really fast. Do not, hang on, hang on, listen. Those of you who have ears to hear, let you hear. Do not fret because of evil men, or be envious of those who do you wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. If you are in that spot, You don't have to worry about anything else. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord, 
and he will give you the desires of your heart. Do you have heart desires? Okay, this is your song. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn. The justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. Do not fret. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. What happens when you fret? You just, you just allow more and more of these anxious thoughts in your mind, and before you know it, like, you've already died and, you know, gone to hell in your brain. You see what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's like this self-fulfilling downward cycle that it, it just brings pain and suffering. Don't fret. Rest in the Lord. Refrain from anger. Turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For evil men will be cut off, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. What does that mean? Inheriting the land means the promises of God. A little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy great peace. The wicked plot against the righteous. Okay, so don't be surprised. Why are you whining? Right? The wicked are always going to plot against the righteous. But you don't care because you're in the Lord. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them, but the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. I wouldn't want to be them. I wouldn't want to be a non-believer. That's Psalm 18, verse 48. He saved me from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes from violent men. You rescued me. Therefore, I will praise, 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 praise. I will praise you among the nations, O Lord. I will sing praises to your name. He gives his king great victories. He shows unfailing kindness to his anointed. That's any person who is a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't exclude yourself from that category. This is a mindset. This is a heart issue. This is the way we must see, we must approach life. You must see yourself. In all that walking in all that God has provided. Because this is new life. This is new life. This is new life that you've been given in Christ. This is victory in Christ. You have been stationed in the family of the Lord, and there are certain privileges that come with that. You are His Holy Spirit toward. You are a Holy Spirit torch. Fire blazes, burning 
a light on a hill, a beacon, Acts 2, cloven flames of fire came upon them. You walk with the fire and the power and the glory of God. A burning torch for the Lord. But no evil force can stand against that. So you have to see yourself that way. You have nothing to fear and only reason to rejoice. Only, no matter what's going on, you only have reasons to rejoice if you understand who you are in Christ and what he has done for you. But guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Thanks! Oh, you just made me so happy because, like, I know you're listening. You have to believe this before you see it. You have to see with the eyes of God. He said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. He said that to Thomas, didn't he? Well, it's the same for you. You must believe this, you must grow in it, you must possess it, you must own it, you must put it out there. Speak it, dream it. See, fear, fear is seeing the plans of Satan. That's not you, right? Faith is seeing the goodness of God. Okay? All right. Now, I was going to go through Psalm 20 and 21. No, I wasn't. I just wanted to scare you. Because I know what y'all are thinking right now. (laughs) When is she going to shut up? (laughs) But anyway, seriously, I want you to go read Psalm 20 and 21 because originally that's where my brain told me that I was going to be starting today until the Lord redirected me with hearts fainting for fear and that we don't need to be in fear and why Psalm 18 is so good because Psalm 18 shows the victory that you own. But see, Psalm 20 and Psalm 21, Psalm 20 was in the battle. Before the battle, it's what he saw. And I'll give you a little key. He already saw victory. Okay? So read that with that understanding this week. And then Psalm 21, it was the victory. Because he saw it first. Okay? So I'm not going to go through those psalms, but I want you to go through those psalms. (sighs) So anyway, when I look around me, my heart is not going to melt with fear. Say that. My heart will not melt with fear. I stand in the victory of the Lord. I keep my eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith, the living word. No power in hell can survive against the word of God. My Jesus. I will remain fixed. I will remain immovable. 
on the rock. Hallelujah. <laughs> we expect, beloved, we expect and we know the deliverance of the Lord ahead of time. Okay. That, my dear ones, is how you take the land. Amen. Remember we start this year with take the land? Okay, this is how you do it. Those aren't just idle words. All right, we're going to take communion. We're going to take tithes and offerings and first fruits. Communion. Open to anyone who is a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't have the elements, raise your hand. Someone will bring them to you. The Lord. Does everybody have their elements? The body and the blood. Does everybody have it? All right. All right, beloved. Lord, you tell us to take this meal in remembrance of you. So today we remember, we think on, we meditate on, we ponder, we receive what you've done. You walked that horrible walk to the cross willing to be disfigured, willing to be spat upon, willing to take the crown of thorns upon your head, and you gave up your life for us. You went to hell so that we could be redeemed. You fought and you were victorious over every ounce of darkness. We cannot thank you enough. So today we receive this understanding what you sacrificed. And we thank you for it. With hearts so grateful. With hearts so grateful. Thank you, 